Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gather. We are so excited to be with you again for episode... Seven. Eight. Se- episode eight. Yeah, episode Ep- eight. We ate. We, y'all, we have put up with each other for two months. Wow. Yay. Uh, shocking, I know. I feel like it's been longer than that. I know. The band hasn't broken up yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Next week, they're going to find a lead singer, a new lead singer, but that's okay. <laughs> I was gone for two weeks, but yeah. I'm back. Yay. She took a break. No, you didn't take a break. You were busy. I was. You were yes. busy. Very busy. So, and we missed you we were very running. much. So. But um, I'm excited to be here with you again in the pod studio. We have Mr. Tyser Hansen running everything and um, with the, the new mic set up for him. He is. If Thank own. you for pointing that out because now everybody's going to be listening. It, they can't see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. And then we have Miss Caitlin Staples, like we said, back again. Back again. Uh, she yeah. had. After her um, sabbatical. Her sabbatical. I wish. Sabbatical from the pod. <laughs> no, she had uh, our kids' version of, of D Now, which yep. is called Red Stick. And how many ch- children? 126 kids. Dang. Dang. Five new followers of Five Jesus. Five new followers. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it was a great weekend. That's yeah. sick. Amazing. I took a couple of minutes off from the podcast. Yep. And then we have Miss Emily Torito <laughs> yep. back Not again with us anywhere. today. That's it. <laughs> Haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then our guest today, one of my favorite people in the entire world, Miss Whitney Kate. Aw, thanks. <laughs> For, Yay. For Watching. you that are that are listening that are, am not sure who she is, she's famous. You should know her by now. She's the best. <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> the best second grade Sunday school teacher on the pole. Oh, I love my second grade Y'all, piece. So I'm not even They're gonna so lie to sweet. you. I I guy cried when that little girl told me that. I know you gonna tell much. So we were. Um, I was helping Caitlin and them with Red Stick this week this past weekend, and I had um, it was me and two other guys that had a group of fourth grade boys. Yeah, fourth grade boys. And they took them ahead, and I stayed back um, after Caitlin gave the gospel presentation and said, you know, if anybody wants to stay, I'll stay in here, and and one of the adults will come and pray with you and talk with you. And so uh, I sat there for a second, and there was um, a bunch of girls, and I kind of stayed back until all the the ladies went and spoke with them. And then there was a couple left. I was like, well, I'll go go talk with her. So I went down, and I, I sat and talked with her. And um, was just, you know, kind of talking about what, what she had just learned and do you know who Jesus is? Like all the just simple questions mm-hmm. to see if she had an understanding. And uh, I said, well, what all did Miss Caitlin talk about a second ago? And she spit it off, yeah. spit it right off. And I said, well, what do, you, what do you know about Jesus? And she said, I want to love Jesus the way Miss Whitney loves Jesus. And oh, I was like, snap. That's oh, gosh. awesome. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. It makes us all, all of us, I every can't. time I tell it, I'm like, Oh, here it comes. Here yeah. come the tears. It's, this uh, is not a plug, but if you want to be a Miss Whitney to somebody yeah, else, yeah. Exactly. you can, uh, can find me on social media. For sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it was incredible. But yeah, so Whit- Miss Whitney, she is the wife of our uh, lead discipleship pastor here at Astruma, Matt Kate, who um, him and Whitney, um, if you're listening and, and kind of don't know our story, are 
two of the biggest influences in, in mine and my wife's life as far as ministry and just adult life is concerned, and we and we love them very, very much. And Whitney has a story. Uh, if you've listened to, was it the It Gathering that you and Sam did last year? What was that called? Proclaim Truth. Proclaim, Proclaim truth. truth. Yeah, and so um, I know you let out in a session there and then spoke on their podcast, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sam let out one of the sessions after you had done that. And uh, I've had the opportunity of obviously of working with Matt for about five years now, five or six years, and I've heard the story. But a lot of people don't know uh, Whitney's story and what it comes from and what we're talking about today. Um, what, are, what are we talking about? What is it? Y'all can you, say you, it. I'm you, asking. Are you like asking? So yeah. Say plug. it. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. <laughs> we're talking about forgiveness. <laughs> Um, who it's like a here? kid's show, like during the explore. That three second pause. Crickets. Good. <laughs> yeah, in quotes, pause for response. Way <laughs> <laughs> to go, Justin. That we was love how you. I felt last night preaching at the gathering. I told a joke and I was like, pause for laughter. And nobody You laughed. should like next time at the gathering, you should bring one of those like laughter buttons. And when like yeah. your <laughs> jokes don't <laughs> fall, just hit the button. And it's like, ha! That's I wish there was somebody still sitting. That's at the something drums that I wanted to do in the uh, in the student ministry on Sundays. <laughs> is I always because it's you know it's nine o'clock and so everybody's still asleep and so I'm always like trying to wake them up. So I'm like round of applause, everybody. Insert and, sound effect. And, and, so I want to have like a soundboard of round of applause to. Anyways, that would be awesome if you had a, a little laugh track every time you push a joke. That yeah, that'd probably go over well. I'd do it. I'm like, <laughs> you would it's do it. <laughs> But we are talking about forgiveness. Um, and I know for, for me, uh, especially, I, I'll say for myself, and I probably would say the same for everyone at this table, uh, per, has probably been at a point in your life where you either A, were bent on not forgiving someone, right? Like you had zero desire to forgive them. Or maybe you're still in a place in your life where you are harboring um, hatred, I mean, it's a, I know it's a strong word, but it, it's true. It's just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're exempt from it. You want to be exempt from it. Like, like we, we try our hardest to. But um, where you just harbor this, those ill will towards people, right, because of and, – and, and sometimes rightfully so, and we're, and we're going to hear in a second from Whitney about that, but um, sometimes forgiveness is just hard. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, what, are you, what is your thought kind of on that, Caitlin, as far as – Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's in our nature if someone wrongs us or does something against us or even wrongs someone that we love, Mm -hmm. that it is our mission to defend, you know, whether it be, like, our own honor or their honor. Like, I remember in college I had a a friend that her boyfriend was just awful to her, like, over and over and over again. And she, like, kept going back and kept defending him and kept – and, like, I – hated that guy and I was just like I don't understand like it it was my mission to protect her Mm -hmm. it felt like from like all the things that I could see that she was too far deep in to see Mm -hmm. almost if that makes any sense and like I mean it really I don't know I don't I don't know that's kind of a tangent but like I think that's our nature to like not it's not within our nature to want to forgive or mm-hmm. to want to give that grace that comes from Jesus mm-hmm. and from knowing him and, and he gives us that ability, but it's not, it's not on our own to, to want to, 
to go that way or to do that. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yep. No, yeah, I, I agree 100%. So with that, I'm going to we're going to sit back and let Miss Whitney um, share her story, share what led to, in my personal opinion, um, obviously I'm not taking away from the Bible. Jesus is the ultimate um, display of forgiveness for us. But uh, and, and the people I know, the biggest display of forgiveness that I've ever, ever heard or seen before. So, Miss Whitney, it That's is yours. Heavy lead in right there. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> and I do. I, I'm glad. Thank you for asking me to do this and be a part of the young adult. It's been a long time since I've been a young adult. I'm a parent to young adults. You're, you're hosting so the that, young adult Bible study next semester at your house. That helps. Oh, did, yeah. am I really? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, I didn't know. <laughs> Please do it. Surprise. I didn't know if we got volunteered to do. You know, sometimes that happens at they my house. They don't leave till like 11 if you're ready for that. So. Oh no, hmm. that's how I know I'm old because I go to bed early. Um, but I've always done that. So I, I do. I'm, I'm older in this room right here. Um, I do have two kids in college and one in high school. But, um, but the story is long, and so I'm going to give you as brief the highlights of it as I can. But um, I grew up in church. I grew up in a very happy home. My parents were married. They loved each other. Um, my family was intact. I have a younger sister. Just really cruising through life. And um, my parents taught Sunday school. They did college. They did young adults. And... So just had a really strong foundation in um, in church and biblical knowledge, and nothing bad had really ever happened. You know, I had just pretty sheltered life. I'd lost a grandparent or two, but that was kind of normal, right? Yeah. And, um, so things were going just great. And my mom was diagnosed with cancer the day before I started high school, completely turned my world upside down, as it would. But she was such a remarkable um warrior honestly i mean she never doubted god through all that she her faith was i'm sure she did i'm sure she struggled but not in front of us as kids and um went through that ups and downs of of a cancer diagnosis way back in the early 90s <laughs> and so treatments just weren't as available as they are now for different things um we're going to fast forward a few years and eventually the cancer um spreads and she passes away I am a freshman in college at this point. In Monroe? In Monroe, good old ULM. It was NLU. I know it doesn't exist anymore. Allison says I don't really have a college degree because that college is not <laughs> 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 so, That's awesome. Again, I am the old one in the room. Um, so, And I actually grew up in West Monroe right across the river, but I still I went to ULM and was in a dorm and, you know, the whole – experience there for college even though it wasn't super far but um so she passed away i mean world turned upside down super super you know i mean that's just one of those things that changes the direction of your whole life when you lose a parent at 18 my sister was 15 um, but again i could go on and on and on and just how she um, she knew she was going to die. She left us a letter. She did all these really cool things that have, you know, brought us a lot of peace um, once we lost her. But no doubt um, was one of those pivotal moments where life just takes a turn and you just see where, where it goes. And so there's no way to even know what, how that impacts your world because you just have to live through it. 
Um, fast forward a week after um, we have her service, and I'm doing some retail therapy one day, and I actually had stopped beautiful September, sun, uh, Saturday afternoon, and I'm walking out of a store, and I'm kidnapped by a man at knife point, forced into my car, and of course, the whole time, I'm like, wake up, this is a really bad dream, where did this come from, you need and to wake you're up. you're in your hometown. I'm in my like, hometown, I'm not like where I'm not supposed to be at a time I'm not supposed to, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday in, I mean, a place that, I mean, it's, we've all done this. We've all done this. Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward through this part of the story a little bit. The, I mean, obviously I survive, but I was um, sexually assaulted. I was stabbed three times and my neck was cut. Should not be alive. There's no way. Yeah you survive that, um, but God. Um, so I don't remember a whole bunch of that, which is probably God's gift mm. through some of that because I don't remember even seeing blood. I don't, I just don't remember a lot of it. I know that those were my injuries because I have the scars. Yeah. Um, so I'm left, I'm abandoned. This guy thinks I'm dead and he leaves me on the side of the road um, in some rural how, part. How long had passed? Do you know? I mean, I think you, so. We he we drove her. He drove us around for a long time, but I only wound up like forty five minutes away in yeah. Columbia. <laughs> um, and then, best of my knowledge, I think by the time I woke up because I passed out, mm -hmm. um, it had been a few hours. Okay. So, um, go and I'm going to just highlight some of the cool things that God did through that, which is even. I, I I'm, people are probably like, how can you even say God did cool things through that? Yeah, but that's what, yeah. I could tell you over and over. I mean, seriously, we could talk for hours how God just showed up in the midst of all that, which definitely plays into the ability to forgive. Um, so I was found. This couple decided to go to their hunting camp, and they went a different way than they usually go. And the lady was an EMT. Um, so, I mean, yeah. seriously, that's just one example. Anyway, in the hospital, major surgery. Nine days later, I get released from the hospital and sent home. Um, fear is a dominant factor yeah. in my yeah. life at this point. Um, you know, my mom had just passed away. My, her sister came and stayed with me in the hospital. My, my cousin came and stayed with me. I had not been alone at all. And you and Matt were in. Gage. We were we had just started dating. dating. Like our summer fling had you know, and then he stayed around a little bit longer. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah he's still sticking around. Yeah. So that yeah, so he was or is it, with are me you through sticking all that. Around? Probably a little of both, depending <laughs> on the day, for sure. Um, so we you know, I we get home from the hospital. Um, another amazing thing is the guy was caught. The fact. Just the fact that they knew who to look for was a pretty big deal because obviously he did not anticipate me surviving. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I saw all his tattoos and all these things so I could identify him. But then this police officer talks to this police officer in another area and they figure out, oh, this is who this is. And so they actually were running plates in another state in a hotel parking lot and arresting for a stolen vehicle. And then they run his name and see that he's wanted yeah. for kidnapping, rape and attempted murder. And, um, but that was the day I got home from the hospital. So I get home from the hospital. My dad makes my favorite meal. And um, a couple hours later, we get a phone call from the police chief. Hey, we got him. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge in yeah, the whole healing to, process. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but fear was still a dominant. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just even being by myself, my dad slept in the bed with me. I had the little yeah. closet light on. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was it was not an easy process or, or thing to come back from at all. But um, so that's that's kind of the, the event, right? Um, and then we're going to fast forward through a lot of the, the healing process. And there's a lot of healing that has to come from that. And to drop out of college that semester, obviously, there's I mean, no way yeah. I could go back. Um, just physically could not go back. Um, my, um, my dad, I mean, my sister, the, I mean, it was just all of us. There was just a lot to process, a lot to take in. I mean, and I just lost my mom. So mm-hmm. there's yeah. still this whole yeah. grieving process that's going on that gets put on hold because... Now I have this major life event that I'm trying to figure out, what? Like, how did this even happen? Um, So there's a lot to process, obviously, at this point. Um, One of the things that I think was really important and that helped me through the whole process um, of recovery, especially spiritually, is I had a couple of ladies come to the house within the first couple of weeks that I was home, and they brought me a book. It was K. Arthur, Lord Heal My Hurts, because I knew, I knew I needed to be in scripture. I know, mm-hmm. I knew that that was going to be the one thing that could heal my heart. My physical body was healing fine on its own, which I did not sustain like any major, I mean, which is a total miracle too. Yeah. But I knew that there was more than just a physical healing that had to take place. Yeah. <clears throat> so these ladies came in. They hand me this book and they're like, "You've got to be in God's word." Like, yeah, had but you, <laughs> so this is like a couple of weeks later. Had you? Yeah. I mean, and you're a you're a amazing Christian lady, I know, and so you have a, a strong love for Jesus. Did you bleeding up to that? Were you in God's word at all? Yeah, I mean, I grew up. No, in, no, I mean, since oh, the I, before and, um, they came. I don't think so. I think I'd kind of just been like survival mode yeah. mm-hmm. at that point. Now, I mean, people had prayed over me. They had been in my hospital room. They yeah. had, you know, I knew that God had taken care of me. But there was also kind of that once the shock wears off, there's the whole, all right, now, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> why why did you let that happen? Yeah. And um, so there was some definite... Now, I mean, I played the part well. I still went to church. Yeah. And I still, you know, God did all kinds of, it was just kind of this weird paradigm where I felt like my walk with God was still progressing, but I was not, I was definitely carrying this huge burden, this mm-hmm. huge hurt that I didn't know how to process. And I did Christian counseling, which I'm a huge advocate. <laughs> I think we all need it yes. at some point in our lives, especially when you're trying to process something that big and something that, that hurtful. And so I knew, um, that I had to be in God's word. And so I did, but I think it was a, you know, I guess going to your question was more of an intellectual, like I'm in God's word, Mm -hmm. I'm reading it, but I'm not really letting it penetrate my heart and do probably what it needed to do. But again, 
it kind of makes, I mean, you've got to process things. You've got to go through, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the, the spiritual healing, the physical healing was the first priority, right? Yeah. And then, you know, the spiritual healing came and, and psychological and, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And it's still, in a lot of ways, something that I have to be kind of mindful of, of mm-hmm. that maybe this isn't, you know, where I am. Um, so forgiveness came up. I had a friend. I was at the BCM. I went back to school in that next January. Um, God gave me a very independent and stubborn personality. So <laughs> I was not going to live in fear. I wasn't going to let it take over my life. Um which is easier said than done. There were plenty of times when um, my first semester back at college, I was supposed to have a night class back in the day. You all don't know this, but you used to have to call in and punch in the number code to the course you were supposed to take. So you'd wake up at like two or three in the morning to try to get on the list. I know that's how old I am. So I couldn't get into the class. It was during the day. I had the one at night and I called the department head and I'm like, I can't, I can't, even though all this happened to me during the day, the nighttime was where the struggle was for me. It's like, I can't be on campus at night. There's just no way. And they were so great. And they like, we will find you a spot in the daytime class. Mm-hmm. So went back to school, did all that. Super involved in the BCM. Because again, and I know y'all have talked about this before, but just Christian community and what that does for us as we're walking through life. And again, this was, you know, 18 years old and just kind of going through life. And if I did not have that community through those ladies coming into my life and saying you need to read this book or you need to be in God's word and then the the Christian community that I had through the BCM was a huge thing too a friend came to me one day and he was a part of a um, group called testify they were a southern gospel group I feel like they came here one time they might have. I remember them they were kind of a big deal back in the day <laughs> yeah um so a friend of mine came and um He's like, hey, Whitney, we're going to go do some prison ministry at Angola. And, you know, if you don't want us to do it, we, you know, we won't go. I'm like, like, I'm really going to say no to you going and doing what God's called you to do, right? So I was like all churchy and put the mask on. It's like, no, it's fine. Go do it. And then I get in my car and I'm like in tears, mad at God saying, there's no way you can let this happen. God like, no, this guy better be sick. He better not hear the gospel. He, you know, I mean, I was furious and mad about it. Um, on the inside, I mean, God and I went round and round and round on that one of how, and I know how it sounds now, but in the moment it was how in the world, can this man, and honestly, I couldn't even call him a man for a long time. Yeah. Um, how does he get to inherit the same glorious riches that I do? I mean, how is that fair? Kind of going back to what you were saying, Caitlin, that, you know, it's all about we want justice and the world to be fair, and it's just not. Mm-hmm. You know, our human version of fairness does not equate what Scripture says at all. And um, so, of course, you know, God starts working on my heart. And I mean, your your sin, Whitney, is the same sin <laughs> that his sin is. It doesn't say, you know, the wages of certain sin is death. The wages yeah. of all sin, you know, it's death. And what that was just a progress of. And, and I think it's 
you know, how you process things. You have to kind of see step by step. And so God at each point along the way would kind of be like, all right, this is where you are now, but this isn't where I want you to stay. And he would eventually just put someone else into my life that would kind of push me into that next level. And we're talking years and years and years of um, walking through that process. When it finally, so when um, Matt and I got married, graduated college, got married, we were serving at a church in Bossier in student ministry, and the pastor's wife there um, asked me to share my story, and I'd not done it before, not in a big group, a one-on-one or maybe a small group of people. Um, and so I shared for the first time and was, like, amazed that God would choose to use the brokenness and the ugliness of it to bring about such beauty um, because almost every woman can relate to some point whether it's you know sexual assault or just being hurt or the death of a loss of a loved one and so that was kind of when I knew that God um, was going to continue to use this like it, I mean this is 28 years ago and we're still God's still using mm-hmm. it and it's I will never say no to an opportunity to talk about what God has done um, about a year after that first time I shared, she said, <laughs> I love, her name is Vicki, and she's the best pastor's wife for me at that point in my life, because she's like, okay, now I need you to lead a breakout session on forgiveness at our next ladies' retreat. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready to do that. I haven't, I'm not all the way through this process. And she's like, that's why you're going to do it. So in all her wisdom, she knew that that would put me in God's word, that it would, I mean, if you're going to teach about something, you have to, you know, you're going to do all this research. And um, I came across uh, The Gift of Forgiveness by Charles Stanley, where he kind of lays out almost step by step of the kind of the process and the progress that you can make going through forgiveness and the different steps of forgiveness and that was a big that was huge um, as far as taking it from my head to my heart because I needed and it, it it really started with the simple prayer of God change my heart I mean once I was I mean the scripture is very very clear that we have to forgive there's no I've looked and there's no if ands yeah. or buts you know I really wanted there to be because I did not, it, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. It's really not fair in our human way of, of seeing justice. But I mean, it's, you know, I always laugh because, well, I don't laugh, but when I look at, you know, the, um, the Sermon on the Mount, and everybody knows the Lord's Prayer, right? And we always say, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us or whatever version you use. It means so much more than we just read it. Right. Well, and then what are the verses right after it? You know, we always end and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then you can sing the rest of it if you want to. Um, (laughs) But then verse, you know, Matthew 6, verse 14 says, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And that's right after, you know, and you're like, Oh, dang it. <laughs> you know, I guess God's really serious what, about what, this whole forgiveness What translation thing. leaves this verse out? Can I, I find know, it, please? <laughs> right? Like, surely God didn't mean, yeah. you know, but when this kind of stuff happens, there's no way I have to forgive this, right, God? And um, it, so it, it, for me, was a 
God changed my heart. You know, I know this is what you want me to do, but I don't want to. So I need you to change my heart. And that's where it, that's how it progressed. And it took years. It took years. So for me, the forgiveness to be able to say that I have forgiven this man was to be able to pray for his salvation. I thought, you know, for that was, and I think that's probably a pretty good level for us to be able to test ourselves is if we've forgiven someone, can I pray for them? Can I pray Mm -hmm. for their salvation? And I'll never know if he accepted Jesus or not. He has passed away. Um, But I genuinely hope that he found forgiveness um, from Jesus and that he is in heaven. And that's, I mean, you could have asked 20-year-old Whitney if she would have ever said those words, and she would have said, no way. <laughs> There's no way I would yeah. ever be okay with that. But that was, that to me was the progression, was, you know, no, like not even being able to acknowledge him as a human being mm-hmm. to being able to pray for his forgiveness. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a years, years-long process for sure. What was... Um Matt could obviously speak to this better, but I mean, y'all were dating. What was the process like for him, like on his side? If you could just share a little bit of that, because like I'm thinking about that, like I know yeah. the one story. I, w- I yeah, would, there, I would want to kill him. He, like he, so, he, he, did. he did. He did. Yeah. He tried. He thought um, well, I was still tried. in the hospital, <laughs> and there was a man who was looking for his wife or something, yeah. and so they were like, "Oh, is this the guy?" And like Matt will tell you that in his heart, he could have thrown that man out the window and he not cha- thought. He chased him through yeah, the hospital. He would, he totally would have. And that would, you know, for him is like, oh my gosh, I'm just as susceptible. Cause you know, you read the 10 commandments or you think, oh, I'll never, I'll never commit murder. You don't have to worry about that one. And in that moment, Matt's like, oh my gosh, I could well, totally be the worst of these sinners. When you, know? you did that, that, um, but it proclaimed truth when y'all, when y'all uh-huh. went and did that, um, they followed up with him, yeah. and he did the interview, and he didn't know how to do all the computer stuff, and so I helped him do it. Oh gosh! And so God I sat him. in there, I sat in there with him when he recorded it, so mm-hmm. I could email it to the people because he did. Yeah, you know he's kind of technologically not savvy, he's old. and that was his exact words that he. This dude is a pastor of. I mean, how long have you been in ministry? Twenty five plus years. Well, we've been married almost. Yeah. Uh huh. Twenty five. So, <laughs> yeah. I forgot for a minute. <laughs> and so uh, seminary degrees, uh, all time. I mean, and on this podcast, this this grown man said that I knew in that moment that I could have killed somebody as easily as the, the people we see on the news and stuff like that. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, like, like that's, in any situation yeah i mean and, and, yeah and so I, i'm not going to speak on him for forgiveness obviously i can just quote what he said and whenever he was talking through that i'll never i'll never ever forget it he said that he learned more from whitney and forgiveness than he did from any christian leader so so quote of, of how to forgive and, and the example of that i mean it's that's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. So what? So now that we kind of we kind of see the story mm-hmm. unfolded, and you and obviously you said, and if if anyone heard this one, 
it wasn't a two-day forgiveness. Oh, goodness. Like, no. it didn't happen overnight. No. It wasn't, um, nope. it wasn't a, a process of, of just immediate, you know, healing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, obviously, you said from, from Matthew, you, you know, the, the Lord's Prayer and then and going on for that, if the Father, if you forgive the Father, you know, forgive you. Um, what are some reasons do you think that, um, and, and Caitlin, Torito, y'all might can, can play into this as well from the, I, I, want, I want everyone to understand this one, that this isn't just a, a lady's podcast, a, a woman's podcast, but I would do want to be sensitive to the fact that that this does happen sure. uh, in this world. We live in a fallen, sinful, broken world. And um, and so I want to be sensitive to that. But also from the understanding that, that, guys, you also, I think we can almost get into a place where we harbor more hatred yeah. than we do hurt, Absolutely. right? I can get over hurt super quick, right? <laughs> you hurt me, I'm, I'm not upset about that. I'm now mad at you. Right, like I now I'm vengeful at that point. I have a lot more wow. hatred than I would harbor hurt, and so for the guys listening, that also can equate to you as well, right? You can harbor these things, but what what are some reasons in y'all's minds that we don't forgive? I know Caitlin, you said it a minute ago that you think you know the justice, like the justice thing. Yeah. Of it, what, yeah, but what are some reasons y'all think that we as as um, I'm not going to say Christians, uh, just people in general. What are some reasons that we don't forgive? For me, Miss Winnie, you kind of said, like, your stubborn personality. That is me 100%. Like, I am so stubborn that I think it's it's almost like I don't even have to decide if I'm going to forgive or not because I'm like, and it's not an excuse. Like, my stubbornness is not an excuse I mean, it's a flaw. And so it's, it's like, I I already choose from the beginning. It's like, no, like forgiveness, forgiveness isn't an option. What's done is done. Like I'm, I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, and so to hear you say like, yeah, like I, I'm have a stubborn personality type and forgiveness happened for you. It's, it's almost like, I just, I forget that there's, you know, like tomorrow's not promised. Um, that while, you know, it didn't happen for you in, in a day. Um, that's okay. But, but for me, it, I feel like in a situation like that, I mean, I, I really can't speak to it, but I, I just feel like forgiveness would never happen for me. It would just be like, well, I don't need to worry about this because I'll live forever. And, you know, just totally forget about this verse of like, I've been forgiven, like, like the ultimate forgiveness I've experienced it. And so why is that so hard for me? to extend, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I I think, I think for, for me, it's just stubbornness. It's just, it's a hard heart. It's, um, that's really where I would have like, Lord, like help me. Like that is where I would have to work hard. Well, I think that you, the, the, the word you just said, or the, the word you said a second ago is really true. And you said it as well. You know, you have a hard heart. And then earlier you said that you, you started with God changed my heart. Yeah. Yeah. The only way you can chase after and hear me when I say this, and I'm, I'm, this is from scripture. The only way you can chase after Jesus and 
embody the characteristics that we see of Christ is that we all should be doing. We all should be striving daily to try and emulate Christ as much as we can. And one of those is forgiveness. The only way to do that is to have a heart, like you said, you prayed for, that mm-hmm. is changed to pursue that, right? Mm-hmm. And a hard heart is not one that's just changed. Yeah. Now, I say that I'm not talking I'm not talking down on you oh, for yeah, having yeah. a hard heart or anybody listening that is that harbors these. I'm not talking right. down on you because we are all susceptible mm-hmm. to that, right? Mm-hmm. We we all um, I have people in my life right now that I could care less if they had a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and and that's something that I have to turn over to the Lord, yeah. but um yeah, I think you have to have that heart transformed. It's kind of the same as we see with people in the world, right? They're, we see them acting one way, and we're like, gosh, how can you act that one way? Well, are they a Christian? Well, no. Well, then what are we to expect? They don't have a heart yeah. Yeah. chasing after Jesus. Yeah, I think um, like the word, like when y'all are speaking like about our hearts being changed, like it, the word surrender is all that I can think of. Like it just keeps coming. Because for me, as someone who like, needs justice and needs fairness and needs, um, I want to, whether it be with forgiving someone or just like things like control in general, I want to hold so tightly onto them. Like I want to hold on to, to that, you know, that, um, like, I need, I need that justice to happen. And I need for me. Right. And, and like when you can open your hands and like say, God, change my heart, God, take this is when that forgiveness or even that control can be, I mean, you're, you're handing it over to the, to the only one right. who, who can fix it and restore it and make it new. And, um, and no, like, I mean, I've, I've not walked through anything like Whitney has walked through, but when I said that to her earlier, she said, forgiveness is forgiveness. And like, <laughs> I mean, that's, profound but like I am so I just want to hold on to it like no I I can fix this myself or I can get justice Mm -hmm. myself or if they've wronged me or if they've wronged someone I love it's on me to make it right well no it's not on me to make it right it's on me to open my hands and surrender my heart to the one who can make it right Mm -hmm. and I think it's important that people our definition of forgiveness like if I say I forgive you it's not that it's okay that it happened. And I think a lot of people feel that, that if they forgive someone that they're saying, it's okay that you hurt me. And it's not, I mean, forgiveness Mm -hmm. is like exact, it's releasing it, right? Letting it go and letting God take care of that. Because I think it's important, you know, to, if you're in, you know, a hurt is a hurt is a hurt, right? And and our, our hearts do get hardened every time we get hurt. And we almost have to be in a constant state of forgiveness. Like you may not have a big traumatic event (laughs) that you need to forgive, but maybe somebody said something to you during the day that didn't sit right with you. Um, A spouse, a significant other, a kid, a coworker, and that can still, you know, plant a little root of bitterness that can grow and create. I mean, you think about the people that don't go to church because somebody said something to them that, you know, it's just forgiveness is kind of one of those constant things. Like we work on our prayer life. We work on um, our knowledge of scripture or or whatever discipline we're talking about. Forgiveness needs to be that same type of, of discipline. And so um, I, I want to say, too, because we talked about, you know, the verse of, 
you know, to forgive. How many times do I have to forgive my brother, Jesus? And he says, 70 times seven. That doesn't mean that you stay in an abusive relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. let's be very clear about that. You don't stay in an environment where you're um, abused or belittled, or I think it's, you know, that is not biblical at all. Mm -hmm. Scripture is very clear on how we should treat each other. Um, so I and, just want to okay. put that caveat in there. That's <laughs> yeah, okay that's that you walk away from those situations. Right. It doesn't, and that's it when you reach out to the community. That, right. Yes. And you still, you have, and so I think our world, and even like I found myself doing it raising kids. Like when you tell, you need to apologize for that. I'm sorry. And the other person says, it's okay. Yeah. That's the wrong way to teach that. Right. And I'd never thought about that until I had my kids. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's not okay <laughs> that they just wronged their brother. It's just what usually happened in my house. But, you know, when you say, I'm sorry, and the other person says, thank you, or I appreciate you apologizing, you don't say it's okay, because I think that's what our society has done is, mm. you know, if I forgive mm. you, that releases you of the debt you owe me. When No, all it is is me releasing the burden that I'm carrying by holding on to all of this that I have. And you just bring that brokenness to God and let him put it back together. There's a really, there's some Japanese pottery art form. I don't know how to say it at all, but when they have a broken piece, they put it back together with this mixture of gold. Um, And it's like gold dust is mixed Mm -hmm. into what they use to glue it all back together. And I'm sure there's real technical terms to it. So the, pottery actually becomes more valuable than it was before it was ever broken and I think that's a beautiful picture of what God does in our hearts when we bring him our brokenness and we're just like God I can't do this only you can do it and he puts us back together and our lives are even more valuable because he's done that Romans eight twenty eight, where he takes all the things that have happened and he works them to good and it's just only God can do that. So I can't help but love God, right. <laughs> you know, because he's done that and he's done it over and over and over again, not just with this, but just, I mean, gosh, in relationships and parenting and, you know, there's, a, I always want to make sure that people can see there's another side to hurts that you can come out on the other side. I never, had you asked 18, 19 year old Whitney, if she would have been married and had kids, she would have said no. Like I tried to get rid of Matt. Yeah. It's like, this is not what you signed up for. I'm a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of issues here. And, um, and he stuck by me and I never, I mean, he got up in the middle of the night when I was like, did I hear something? You know, was there, I mean, we've been through those roads that I never thought I would have, um, be able to parent and a parent teenagers, parent kids that have gone off into the world uh, you know, God has been so faithful to carry me through things and do way more. I've outlived my mom now. She died when she was 44, and I've lived longer than she did. And God just continues to amaze me that he chooses to use broken, sinful me to do things. And it just blows my mind that I can teach a second-grade Sunday school class, mm-hmm. that I can – I don't – it's just – He's just good. He's just good. Yeah. It's just I like it. I, so I have I have nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Go talk. I, I mean, I, my I, I like to always joke that I have dumb brain, and it just takes forever for me to like catch on to just 
the way my brain works. But going into this, I, I just was never really like, I don't really feel like I have a forgiveness problem because I, I'm just so like relaxed and so chill. Like that kind of stuff like doesn't bother me. But now that we're like sitting here, I'm like, dadgum, I, like everything that y'all are saying is like stuff that I really need to work on. Like being in a constant state of forgiveness, like surrendering, like control. Yeah. Like I need to do, like you were talking Good about like uh, being vengeful or like having hatred. Like hearing that story, it's like that builds hatred in my heart. Absolutely, like, 100%. Like hearing that. And it's also because like, if I'm thinking about myself in that situation, like if my wife or somebody in my family like had that same situation, like it'd be an immediate reaction of, oh, I, did. I need to it'd gain be, control of this. It'd be a bad situation. Be, yeah. yeah, but we need I, to be in a constant state of forgiveness. And so I was going into this, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I don't really need to work on this forgiveness thing. Like I'm <laughs> like, yeah, just because of who I am. But Sydney's like, Dadgum, this is the first. I really need to work. The on first this. time, the first time I heard Whitney's story, it was it was from Matt. I don't even think it was from you, Whitney. And, and I, I heard it, and I remember him talking through it. I'm like, I'm like hanging on everywhere, like, like, and and chapter two's next. Chapter three, like what? And then it got to the point where he was like, and he, she prayed for his salvation in prison, and I was like. Wait, wait, wait. Backtrack that a second ago. Like, no, no. And I'm working at a church, and I'm like, there's no, no that dude doesn't deserve. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Have, a, I have a question. A um, I, yeah. Just because I've, I've heard people ask, like, talking about the idea of forgiveness and, like, an, an, an apologizing and just different things around this topic. For you, that forgiveness was the prayer. Did you ever, yeah. you never spoke to him or wrote a letter or no. wasn't? So it, it, just to say, like, it's not always, like, you don't have to put yourself back in a situation like we were saying earlier. Bingo. Right. Like, right. I don't have yeah. to. I don't have to receive an apology yeah. before I forgive. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like, the, 100%. it doesn't look a certain you're way. Not, it's, well, right. And it's probably never going to be enough for you anyway. Yeah. Right? I mean, that apology would never add up to what the hurt Right. Felt like right. for you. And so it's, I mean, it looks different. Every situation is going to look different. Point, and it's just like the grieving process. That looks different for every single yeah. person, too. There's a process, and we know that there's different steps that we all go through, but it could take a different length of time for certain people, and it just may look different. And I think forgiveness is the same. It's not, there's a process. Now, at this point in my life, would I have been. I would have been curious to know if he had forgiven. It just felt like it would be too much of a letdown. Yeah. And it would put me right. And it was almost a prideful thing. Like if I went and met well, with that him goes prison, back to you what you were talking about surrendering. But like your forgiveness was not for him. No. Like, right. It's it, never no. for the other yeah. person. Mm-hmm. It's always for the p- yeah. person that's carrying the burden. Because yeah. that's all for unforgiveness is. It's, it's a, a cancer almost. It's just this burden that we carry and I mean and I carried it well for a long time because you know I did summer missions and did all these other things worked as student ministry intern for a couple of years I was carrying it well but it still was something that I just finally had to surrender and let go of and then gosh look at what God has done Mm -hmm. when we did that it's just yeah it's just such a 
it's never for the other person for sure. I mean, if that, you know, if you're in a relationship with that person, you know, if Matt and I are at each other or whatever, you know, pushing each other's buttons, then yeah, I mean, that's the type of those relationships you need to have that open forgiveness with. But as far as, I mean, there's going to be some people that hurt you that never even realize that they have hurt you right? Mm -hmm. and you might not ever have that opportunity to talk it out, but it's always for your hearts and your relationship with God as a believer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot. Um, I don't have anything to add. Let's, yeah. If you didn't know before, now you know that Whitney Kate is amazing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I want to go. And you know that the forgiveness God is anymore. possible. Huh? And you know that that forgiving is possible. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do, I do want to go back real quick. So is that something that you always stick with the second graders, or are you going to one day move up? No, she's not going to move up. Stop. <laughs> What's Stop. happening? She's, she's, she's <laughs> helping with young adults. I'm trying to take Miss Whitney. <laughs> when she leaves, when she leaves, children's, she's coming to young adults because she has young adults Guys, so she has influence. Don't break up the band. <laughs> <laughs> we made it this far. We made it this far. Um, yeah. So. Hey, look, uh, I know today's episode has been kind of long, uh, and we apologize for that, but I wanted, um, I hope you heard something today that um, impacts your life. I know um, for me personally, sitting around this table, and I've heard this story numerous times. Um, thank you for coming on yes. and um, being here today. Also, just a plug um, if you are walking through something in life, um, if you have had something happen or whatever the case is, uh, please reach out to us. We have some uh, opportunities. You can go on uh, astruma.org slash young adults, and there is a prayer board there that is completely anonymous, or um, you can put your name and stuff in there, uh, but it comes to a completely anonymous email that no one uh, sees besides uh, myself, my, my, myself, myself, and one other staff member, and we would love to reach out to you. And we have ladies uh, for for the ladies that are listening. If you have walked through something um, that a guy can't understand, uh, if you are, are dealing with sexual hurt or sexual abuse or anything like that, reach out to someone. We have I know three ladies sitting in here right now that would love to to walk with you and get you contacted where you need to get contacted. So www.streamer.org slash young adults. And there's a prayer board right there. Also um, follow us on Instagram, social media, and you can reach out to us there. If you have any questions, concerns, needs, and just wanted to get plugged into a community of broken people seeking a great, great God. So hope you have a great week and uh, peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of let's gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.